Janice Robinson Baza, an Afro-optimist and impact investor. Welcome to Kawuyu with Janice podcast. As we would have had conversations in an African village, sitting under the shade of a tree, a boabab tree in this instance, this podcast is about telling stories about Africa and its people through conversations with leaders who are making an impact in their spaces. The conversations aim to inspire and grow the love for Africa as we discuss the good, the bad, the flourishing, the retrogressing, the history, the present, and the future. To start off the podcast, I'm hosting a pre-launch season dedicated to International Women's Month with the theme this year is Break the Bias. And no, this is not just a conversation for women. Tune in and find out why. As I've been planning the launch of Pamuyu with Janice, my strategist on these matters proposed, I start off with a special that would be a pre-launch season during the month of March, which holds International Women's Day. The Break the Bias theme is on the premise of imagining a world free of bias, stereotypes, and discrimination, a world that is diverse, equitable, and inclusive, a world where difference is valued and celebrated. The season is a collection of mini conversations I will have with only a few of the women in my life, which will be loaded as a season on the podcast. Mini, because they will be 15 to 20 minutes long, for which most who have had conversations with me know is not a very long time. The aim of the conversations is to raise awareness across all walks of life and contribute towards breaking the bias. I thought it is important to bring awareness through some of the conversations we have as women, in women-labeled webinars, or on COVID dates where we sometimes vent about our experiences. This season is for you if you think gender bias is a myth. Or you're a woman in corporate going through the most right now. Or you're simply a man who wonders what women talk about. (laughs) No, but on a serious note, we will talk about our inner thoughts, our fears, our fights, our victories, and our struggles. How we have and continue to juggle our different roles and maneuver the corporate jungle gym. Jungle gym because it is more appropriate than a corporate ladder for most of us. Why have this conversation? Sadly, according to the World Economic Forum's Global Gender Gap Report, we have moved backward in closing the overall gender gap, and this is due to the COVID-19 pandemic. In 2020, the overall gender gap was projected to close in 100 years. In the 2021 report, This increased to 136 years. Included in analyzing the gender gap is the economic participation, and it is estimated that it will take 268 years to close the economic gender gap. Let's not even get started on the gender pay gap. When we zone into corporate and the public sector within the countries that were reported in the WEF report, It is quoted that 41% of senior roles are occupied by women, which is huge progress from the 36% reported previously. Interestingly, 
A PwC report released in 2018 stated that of the 3,627 female professionals interviewed between the ages of 28 and 40, spanning 60 countries worldwide, 63% had aspirations to be top-level executives. These two datasets show good progress in the right direction. And as more is being done and as more conversations are being had, we should definitely see more progress as time progresses. What we do know, however, is there's a huge problem that companies are facing currently in retaining women or promoting them to senior roles. Women made significant traction in progressing to senior roles in the 70s and 80s, and that progress slowed down considerably in the 90s and seems to have stalled this century. Why is this so? Well, some of the reasons that have been passed are women lack confidence, or women are too risk-averse, or women fail to put in the hours due to family responsibilities. Another one is women are poor negotiators. Research has, however, shown that these stereotypes are not true. So if they're not true, then what is the reason? From my experience, different work cultures in different work environments have a substantial role to play in the ability to be able to retain women in senior ranks. I started off my career at an organization where promotion and recognition was purely based on merit. And as I progressed, I experienced bias, which was a shock to my system. And I'm still not sure whether this bias was unconscious or conscious, but I had this question posed to me. Did you become aggressive because you're a mother? And this comment was said to my face. You're disadvantaged here because you're a mother and you have to leave early for home. Well, definitely such environments can ultimately result in some women being torn between making the choice of working twice or three times as hard to demonstrate these means aren't true, or making the decision to throw in the towel rather than have to choose between family and work. When we speak of unconscious bias, two case studies I find interesting pop into my mind. The first is in the late 70s when top five orchestras in the U.S. had fewer than 5% women. And as a way of overcoming potential biases in hiring, most orchestras revised their audition policies in the 1970s and 80s to use blind auditions with a screen to conceal the identity of the candidates from the audition committee. This resulted in an increase to 10% in the 80s into 25% of women in the orchestras currently. Yes, you might be thinking 25% is not that great, but the case study shows you the impact of putting in certain mitigating factors in order to address the gender gap bias. The second case study is the Heidi Howard experiment. Heidi Roizen is a real person who is a successful Silicon Valley venture capitalist 
She became the subject of a study at Columbia Business School when Professor Frank Flynn presented half of his class with an original case study about Heidi Roizen, and the second half of his class, a modified version of the case study in which the only changes were Heidi's name, which was changed to Howard, and the possessive adjective her changed to his. The students appraised Howard and Heidi as equally competent, but interestingly, they found Howard to be a more likable character than Heidi. The students who received Howard's case study also found him to be a smart and likable leader, while the ones who received Heidi's case study considered her to be too aggressive. Interesting results there and a strong demonstration of the unconscious bias we find in society. The two case studies show the unconscious bias served by one another. As I was preparing for this podcast, I was having a conversation with a very exceptional 13-year-old boy who I have regular discussions with, and I asked him what he thought breaking the gender bias means. Besides the bias one experiences from another, one of the things he mentioned was the bias women have personally, so self-bias, which stops them from going after certain positions or certain industries because they don't think they can tackle them. I found that interesting. This definitely has a big role to play when you look at the dwindling numbers as seniority progresses. Maybe they're not trying or maybe the environment they find themselves in makes it too difficult for them to attempt. Well, I hope to delve deeper into this and many other issues as we go through the episodes. I'm looking forward to the conversations to come. I would love to engage and hear from you. If you have questions you would want answered as the podcast is progressing, please do email them to me at janice at pamuwuyu.com. And so you don't miss an episode as it's uploaded. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. See you soon.